Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Hands together. Whoa. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Nowhere he is all of my help. I don't know about you, but he's my help. What about you? Is God your help? When you're feeling low, does he pick you up? When life looks like it's out of control, can he turn things around? Is he your help? Come on, Lagaya, let's give us some more of that. Is the Lord your help? He's my help. And if you are a worshiper, he's your help. Amen, amen, amen. All of our help comes from the Lord. Let us pray. Eternal God, how grateful we are for this time to share in the teaching of your word. We thank you, God, for this moment. We thank you, God, for this occasion. We thank you, God, for all that you will say and all that you will do in this time. Lord, I pray that I decrease and that you increase and that you be glorified as you connect your word to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to join me in the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis chapter 12. As we celebrate the 29th church anniversary And in celebrating the 29th church anniversary, you have to recognize the founder. (laughs) And so for 29 years, we thank God for our pastor, senior pastor and founder, Truvine Baptist Church, San Antonio. And so it's fitting that today's word comes from another founder. In the book of Genesis, if you will. And so our text, the book of Genesis chapter 12, reading for verses 1 through 7. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curse you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan, so that they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the Terebinth tree of Morab. And the Canaanites were in the land. Verse 7, then the Lord appeared to Abram 
and said, to your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Just for a moment, I'd like to speak to you from the title, Mission Accomplished. On this 29th anniversary, Mission Accomplished. You may have your seats. Have you ever been disappointed by someone? (laughs) Canceled plans, broken promises. Failed expectations, betrayed trust, insensitive conversations, or maybe a love relationship in which there was no genuine commitment. I'm sorry if you ever felt that way. I I truly am. While I don't know what you exactly went through, we all can relate to the emotion of disappointment. The feeling that you expect a people to support you in a way that you did or the expectation for them to emphasize with you. The belief that because of what you have given to them, it would be reciprocated in a like manner, a like fashion. The truth of the matter is, is that disappointments are a result or outcome of expectations. When you have expectations for someone or something and they don't meet those expectations, you experience the emotion of disappointment. According to Genesis, God, our creator, created the cosmos and everything in it. And on the sixth day, God created Adam and Eve. In the beginning, God expected humans and himself to live in a relationship and together enjoy and embrace all that he had created. God's expectation was so that mankind and him would have a love relationship. And so, however, Genesis chapter 3 through 11 records accounts of repeated human failures. In other words, humans like you and I kept missing the mark with God. Therefore, the relationship between God and humans was filled with disappointment. And so the prolific theologian and Bible scholar Warren Wiersbe writes this way, that in chapter 3, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Cain murdered his brother Abel and lied about it in chapter 4. In chapter 5 through 6, 6 through 8, humanity was so corrupt that God sent a flood to cleanse the earth. Then in chapter 9, Noah gets so drunk and he exposes himself to his son, Ham. And in chapter 10, the act of defiance towards God 
Man builds a city and a tower. And God therefore has to send confusion to end the rebellion. In just a few years of the creation of the earth, we have disobedience, murder, deception, drunkenness, nudity, rebellion. This sounds like life today. It sounds like the description or the profile of a sinner. Mind you, it wasn't God's expectation to be detached from mankind, but it was his expectation that he and man would be in relationship. So there is disappointment. And so what is God to do? He's already wiped out the earth. He already sent the flood. He already had a family occupy an ark. What is God to do now? And so the thing is is that those he created, the very moment that he took dust and blew into it the breath of light, it was his intention to have a relationship with man. And so those that he created in his image, he needed to do something different. And it is in Genesis chapter 12 where we find God doing something different. And that is when Abram came on the scene. Chapter 12 of Genesis reflects where God calls a man and his wife to leave his house and to travel to a new land where he offers humanity a new beginning. And so in this chapter and this book about the beginning, God calls man to a new beginning in the calling of Abram, and it is Abram's response by faith by which the mission that God had to connect with mankind once again was reestablished. And so it is God using Abraham and Sarah to give the world the Jewish nation, to give the world the Bible to give the world a savior. It is because of their faith, the faith that Abraham stepped out on when the call came. It is that faith by which the mission was accomplished. Now, it's easy for us to say that and understand that as we know the end of the story. But if you take a moment and put on the sandals of Abram, we'll understand the significance of his role here in chapter 12. Abram comes on the scene unaware that his faith in God would result in the beginning of a nation. He is the first great patriarch of Israel. And for Christianity, the Bible teaches us that Abraham represents the father of the faithful. But 
It's under, you have to understand these things about Abraham. Prior to chapter 12, Abram's homeland is in this place called the Ur, Ur of Chaldeans. It's in southern Mesopotamia. And we find Abram at 75 years old, and his name means my father is exalted. Ur of Chaldeans is present-day Iraq. And during the time of Abram, this land was filled with idolatry. Again, filled with idolatry because those in this land worship the moon god, Nan. And therefore, the true and living God was nowhere on their radar. As for Abram and his family, the true and living God had no place in their lives. As for Abram and his household, the true and living God was not a priority. Abram was a sinner lost without God. And so I wonder how many might be in the room or streaming with us online that are lost without God. Abram shows us that even in our lostness, God can show himself to us. Joshua 24 and 2 writes, And Joshua said to all the people, Thus, says the Lord God of Israel, your father, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. So it's natural to understand that Abram serves other gods and idols because his mama and daddy served other gods and idols idols and his grandfather and grandmother served other gods and other idols so don't you know that to have a heritage that serves the true and living God is of value but when you don't have Christ in your life where he reigns and superior you can't expect that your kids, your children, or family members will come into their knowledge. So Abram didn't come. His, 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 his dad and mom didn't take them to Sunday school. They didn't go to Bible study. They didn't read the word. They didn't go to vacation Bible school. Instead, they went out to the beach on Sunday mornings. During the week, they were at the club. They were doing anything and everything, and there was no faith whatsoever in their lives. But the beauty of what happens here in chapter 12 is that God appears and through a special revelation, make himself known to an unbeliever. Don't you know God is doing that today? God is making himself known to sinners. God is making himself known to those who do not believe. He did it for you, for those that are in here that believe. 
He did it for me when I didn't believe. And we see that the archetype of God making himself available to those who don't believe occurs here with Abram. And so God making himself available, appealing himself to people like Abram, sinners, is really a show of God's grace. Abram was called out. By God's grace, sinners are also called out to respond in faith and receive personal salvation. Again, Genesis 12 and 1, now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your land and from your father's house. He was called out. No knowledge of God. God revealed himself in a special way. Abram did nothing, done nothing to qualify for God to show himself to him. That's grace. Because there is nothing that you and I can do for God to show himself, reveal himself, and make himself known to you and I. But it's by his grace. This is grace in action. And so Abram is called out. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country. Why my country, Lord? Because your country is sin-filled. Get out from amongst your family. Why my family, Lord? Because your family don't know me. God calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light, into a relationship with him. Abram was called out. And so... When God calls you out, you need to understand that there is a duty, there is a responsibility, there is an intent for the call. I think about a pastor's testimony of how he said he avoided going to church for so long. But one day, he said, I'm going to put on my good suit, and I'm going to go to that old church. And he stepped into that church, and then God had to do his work that after several visits, the Lord called him out and saved his soul. And following the salvation that he experienced, the Lord began to disciple him for a purpose. And there on his back porch 29 years ago with a patio, a back porch light, and a chair, he began to preach 29 years ago. The pastor and a chair and a sermon with nobody else there. That's just like Abram. When God saves you, he calls you out. You don't know what the next steps would be. You don't know where God is leading you, but he calls you for a purpose. God's purpose for Abram was 
to establish a special nation by which his name would be represented. God's purpose and plan for Abram was that he would serve as the patriarch, the one to initiate this lineage by which Christ, our Lord and Savior, will come through. God's plan for Abram is that because of this first step, that salvation will be made known to all of mankind, both Jew and Gentile. God's purpose for Abram was established in this first step. And so you and I, God's purpose is unveiled first through salvation to being called out. Not only that, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 reads this way, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9 through 10 reads this way, For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, from he raised, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivered us from the wrath to come. And so, not only was Abram called out when God revealed himself to a sinner which is a representation, a representation of grace, we see here that Abram was also called on. He was first called out. Then he was called on. And Christians, we are called to separate ourselves from the world, from the sinfulness within this world, and to commit ourselves to God's word and his divine purposes. Genesis 2 verses 2 through 3 show us that is that that Abram was called out and he was called on for this purpose. In Hebrews chapter 11 verses 8 through 10 reads this way, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which would re- in which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which, was, which has its foundation whose builder and maker is God. Again, God's calling is connected to a divine purpose. And each one that is called by God has a purpose in which God created you and I to fulfill. And so Abram began to operate in his divine calling, divine purpose. Purpose. My question, church family, is are you operating in the calling by which God has called you? Are you fulfilling the plans 
that God has for your life because God saved you for a divine purpose. And that purpose is to be made known to you by which you can do the will of God. Problem is, so many believers and even in the church today is that we stay connected to our idols. Abram was called out to disconnect from his idols, his idolatry, his wickedness, his unlawfulness. And so you may not be one who worship moon gods. You may not be one who slaughter beasts in your backyard over an altar, but you might have some other idols. Your idols might be sexual immorality. Your idols might be drunkenness. Your idols might be uh, lying. Your idols might be cheating. Your idols might be stealing. Your idols might be any of those things in this world that disconnect you from the living God. God is calling you out. If we are going to fulfill the purpose of God, we have to disconnect from idols. In America, we got American idols. Our material possessions become our idols. Our education and status become our idols. In some cases, our children become our idols. But if you are going to move into the divine purpose that God has established from you in the creation of the world, you have to disconnect from those idols. Raise your hand if you got idols today. (laughs) Idols, disconnect from your idols. And so God is calling, God is calling you to connect to your divine purpose but you got to disconnect from those idols and so as we see here with Abram God is calling him out to disconnect from his family from his country from his father's house this is a progression in which you see here in scripture he is being commanded or instructed to forsake all for the cause of God. And the question that I ask you, are you, have you forsaken all? Have you, are you still tagged to those idols, those things that you know Those things that we know that are not pleasing God but are causing us to be belabored and burdened in achieving the perfect plan that God has for us. He called him with an increasing commitment to separate, to separate from his father's house, his country. I tell you, 
it's not too much today that folks will leave when God calls. That's not too much. I think about the disciples. When they struggled, when God was calling them, the Lord Jesus called them to serve. He gave excuses. Lord, I got family back there. Lord, I got dad got to take care of. Lord, I got a boat. I got a career. But when God is calling you for you to come into the fulfillment of those blessings that he has for you, you have to forsake all. And I'm afraid that there may be some in here today that are not operating in the fullness of God's blessings for your life. And that all that God has planned for you and destined for you and intended for you is on hold because you won't disconnect and follow him. Forsaken all. Forsaken all. And so we see in verse 4, something happens. God gives to Abram this, this promise. This promise that has no conditions to it. Meaning that, Abram, if you disconnect, there are some things that I will do for you. There are things that I will do for you that nobody else can do. And the things that I will do for you is one, I will make you a great nation. He says, also, I will bless you. Then he says, I will bless those who bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. The product or the outcomes of Abraham's life was a manifestation of what God did through him. Abraham was a flawed man. He was flawed because God called Abram out. But he took that old boy Lot with him. He took that old nephew with him. God said, God said I called you out. And so... Abram, we want to lift him up because he stepped out in faith, but his obedience was partial. And in the partiality of his obedience, he had to suffer some consequences and some setbacks behind that. But God is giving you an opportunity. Don't hinder your blessing. Don't hinder what God can do through you. Except and Take the invitation to disconnect and forsake all for the cause of Christ. And so God says these things to him that, that makes this promise to him, this covenant with him. And in verse 4 we see that Abram did something. It says, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. The revealed word to God, to Abraham. He responded to the word of the living God. He acted upon the word of the living God. Don't you know God's word? God's promises are available even to you today. And as God blessed Abraham because of his Positive response to the word. 
when you respond positively to the word, you receive the same blessings and provisions of God. This sinner man going through this conversion experience heard the word, believed the word, responded to the word, and God blessed him as a result of faith in the word. And so, church family, that God has the same capabilities to bless you when you respond and act out of faith and you live in obedience to his word. He says here in the word that, that Abraham, Abraham, we see here that Abraham was called out. He was called on and he was called to obey. Called to obey. And so a faith-filled life reflects God's call to obedience. And that is obedience to his word. A faith-filled life. So if you and I are going to sojourn, if you and I are going to travel in this life, then we have to know how to be obedient to God's word. Because the Christian life is a life that requires faith. 29 years ago, when God called this preacher to, his, to, to preach, God had a plan that 29 years ago, he started on a back porch and now the days in this place. The very seat that you sit in is because of faith 29 years ago. The very air and experience that we have to worship is because of obedience and steadfast belief in God 29 years ago. And if you are going to come into all that God has in store, let Abram be an example, but let the pastor be an example as well. Because when you walk by faith and trust in God, he will take your back porch experiences and turn them into multi-square feet. Places of worship. He will take your back punch faith and turn it into two facilities, acreage all around, and prospects to build a family life center. When you put your back punch faith to work, what God will do is those things that you and I cannot do in and of ourselves and by ourselves, but they are a manifestation of uh, the work of God. He was called out. He was called on. He was called to obey. 
And church family, I got to leave you here. But there's one last thing you need to know about Abram when he submitted himself to the Lord thy God. It says here in verse 6 that Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the tabernacle tree of Morab. This tree that that Abram passes by is known in this region to be the place where others would gather to worship their idols. This tabernacle tree that is called out in Genesis represents the spot. It's the meeting spot where all the sinners would gather and they would do their sinning. This tree is the place where all manner iniquity, where all manner rebellion was acceptable. It was commonly known. It was accepted that people that didn't serve the living God would gather at this tree. But verse 7 says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And something happened as a result of Abram stepping out on faith. The last part of verse 7 says, and there, that same vicinity, that same place where idol worship was acceptable, that same place where to deny God and do your own thing was permissible, it's at that place that Abraham built an altar. He built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Understand this, church family, that an altar in Old Testament time was a place where you would go for worship. And the altar that Abram built was not like the altars that others built to their idols' gods. And so the altar that Abram built looked much different than the altar or the places where idol worship occurred. So Abram, manifestation of Uh, obedience to God was represented here by an altar. So Abram being called out, being called on, being called to obey, began to look different than those that were around him. He didn't look like those who didn't serve God, but he looked different. He was separated because he was called out. He was different because he was called down. And there, this altar not only showed a distinction between him and the others, but this altar was a place of worship. Church family, when you surrender all, when you forsake all to follow him, the product of that is that you will worship. You will worship the Lord thy God. Because Abram, I can hear it now, that he said, here I am to worship. Here I am to fall down. Here I am to say that you are my God. You're all together lovely. You're all together wonderful. You're all together glorious. Here I am. Here I am. And so, 
question that I have for you today is are you here to worship? Have you turned away from your idols? Is the true God your living God? Because if so, you will stand to your feet. You will put your hands together. You will say praise the Lord. You will glorify him. You will worship him because he alone is worthy. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.